Welcome to the Fit Vegan Podcast, the show where we help you optimize your health, fitness, and mindset on a whole food plant-based lifestyle. My name is Maxim Seguin. I am a former triathlete, powerlifter, bodybuilder, and basketball player. I've been vegan for nine years. I've also been able to coach over 350 vegans from 20 different countries to completely transform their bodies and their health. I'm excited for you to listen to today's episode. Let's get into the show. All right. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fit Vegan Podcast. I have a very special guest. I have my own nutrition coach, David, who got me shredded for Tulum last year, who got me in shape for this summer. Uh, David, how you doing, man? Doing great, man. I appreciate you having me on again. Yeah, of course. So yeah, this is our second podcast because we did one last year. Yeah, we did. I. What, do you remember what the topic was that we did last year? It was fat loss. I'm sure we were talking yeah. about fat loss because you were right in the middle of your cut. Yeah. right towards the end of your cut at that point. So I'm excited about kind of switching gears in this podcast and talking about a new topic. So, yeah. So today, like if you guys probably saw in the title, we're going to talk about reverse dieting. Um, to me, I consider David to be a wizard of reverse dieting and seeing some of his photos and transformation he's helped people go through. And so that'd be great to bring him on asking a bunch of questions because I get a lot of questions um, and just, you know, David's the expert. So we'll dive deeper in with David. Um, but first, man, you might give like a, a quick background just so people know why they should listen to you, basically. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's that was, those are all really, really kind words, man. I appreciate that. Um, my name is David Mathis. Um, I'll be 38 this year. Um, I'm a former Army combat medic, um, served a tour in Iraq in 2010 and 11. Um, I have a master's in exercise science from the University of uh, South Florida, studied under the great uh, Dr. Bill Campbell, which I'm sure probably some of your listeners are very familiar with, mm-hmm. um, was mentored by Dr. Lane Norton, um, some other, you know, really great prominent people in this industry that I had a, a really, really good privilege to get to know right at the start of my career that really helped kind of shape me and everything. Um, and I'm a online nutrition and then training coach. So beautiful. Well, man, let's, let's just dive, let's dive into it. I'm, I'm just going to, pop question as they come up and as like kind of the things that people have been asking me, I'll try to keep it in order. My brain's very ADHD. So I'll try to keep it in order. Um, Let's just kick it off with, uh, what is reverse dieting? Because I know it's gained a lot of popularity over the past few years, but some people still don't know what it is. Yeah. This is something that probably the last, last three years specifically, I would say has really taken off. And I think a lot of it has got to do with Actually, one of my former mentors and uh, Dr. Lane Norton, who's who really kind of popularized popularized it, um, you know, a while back. We um, essentially with reverse dieting. Okay, let me get into the purpose of why you would need a reverse diet. I think that's really important to understand the premise of it. So when we diet for extended periods of time and are on low calories and and try to drive that fat loss a very natural phenomenon occurs, which is metabolic adaptation. That is something that occurs when you start getting super low in calories, your body's been dieting for a long time, and it's just kind of plateaued, kind of stuck. And I'm not talking about like one or two weeks where you're not seeing any weight loss. It's like extended periods of time where you're just not seeing too much weight loss off. And what happens physiologically is that your metabolic rate naturally slows down. And it does that in order to help preserve your life. 
Um, as much as you and I would like to be shredded and be jacked and, and all this good stuff, the body has one job and one job only, and that is to maintain homeostasis. It wants to keep you alive. It doesn't care how ripped you want to get. It doesn't care how much muscle you want. It wants to keep you alive. Now, obviously, you know, we've, we know tricks in order to lose weight, cut body fat and put on muscle, things like that. But essentially your body is telling you something when it gets to that point that, Hey, you know, we, we need to stop this right now. Things are going to start sliding out of control. We start getting into hormonal issues, both men and women, um, drop of testosterone, sex drive, um, loss of menstrual cycle for women, things like yeah. that start to occur. Now, it might not, that's not the only way that metabolic adaptation occurs is through extended periods of dieting. It can also occur through what we call yo-yo dieting. And I'm, I'm sure you're, I know you're familiar with, and I'm sure your, uh, your audience is familiar with it, but that's where you go through these periods of drastic weight loss followed by drastic weight gain. <laughs> and most of the time that occurs because people are not dieting strategically. They are not yeah dieting efficiently. They're going for the crash diets. And so your metabolism kind of gets in this limbo type area. It's like, I don't know if I'm it's supposed confused. to be, yeah, I don't know if I'm supposed to be, you know, losing weight, you know, you know, adapting to the low calories or a lot of calories. And I'm supposed to put on all this body fat. Like, what am I doing? So essentially, once again, to maintain life and to maintain enough calories for your, your, your brain to function, your heart to beat, your lungs to pump, things like that, it's going to slow that metabolic rate down. Um, so your metabolic rate consists of your basal, your basal metabolic rate, your BMR, right? Um, your thermic effect of food, which is kind of how much it takes your body to break down proteins and fats and carbs that you, you consume. Um, your uh, exercise, right? So in the gym, the calories you're burning from the exercise and then your knee, which is your non-exercise activity of thermogenesis. Um, basically it's like, I know we're not on video right now, but all this stuff I'm doing, moving my hands around and, you know, <laughs> the fidgeting you do and, you know, the walking you do during the day, the steps you take, all that's kind of factored into that. Well, your BMR is going to start to drop in order to kind of help maintain some of that homeostasis. So that in essence is what's going to signal their need for a reverse diet. And it, it basically is what it sounds like. Um, you know, dieting, everyone knows is cutting calories, right? Cutting calories, upping activity, creating more of a deficit. So in order to come out of that metabolic adaptation, we want to make sure that we're giving the body what it, what it wants and what it needs, which is food our metabolism runs on calories, right? So if you think of it, like I actually have a, a YouTube video out on this, that I, this is, man, it might've been three years at this point that I've put this out, but it was um, kind of an, an analogy to describe this reverse dieting process and what's going on in your body. And I, I analogize it to a campfire. So most people have been camping, you know, outdoors and stuff like that. When you, when you go to bed at night, that campfires, you know, burning pretty good or whatever. But when you wake up in the morning, it's all burnt up. It's barely smoking, right? You're seeing just a little bit of smoke coming up. The wood's all burnt up. Well, that is the difference between a healthy metabolism and a not healthy metabolism, an adapted metabolism. That fire in the morning is that adapted metabolism. So what happens when you start slowly putting logs back onto that fire? And I, and I, I, 
emphasize slow, and I'll get into that in a minute. Well, the flame starts to get hotter, starts to burn brighter. And before you know it, you've got all these logs back on it over time and it's burning hot again, right? That's essentially what we're trying to do by slowly adding calories back into your diet for a reverse diet. We're trying to get that metabolic flame, that furnace inside of you to burn hot again. Okay. Um, you know, some people you'll, you'll see outliers and, and I'll be totally truthful and upfront. Like I've had some outliers that have lost a good deal of weight on a reverse diet. That yeah. is not something you should expect going yeah. into it. There's, there's a few reasons why that might happen. One, they're just in a very, very bad metabolic place. Their metabolism is slowed down to barely nothing. So as they start burning hotter, then their body kind of clicks and it's like, oh, okay, I could start burning these calories. I don't have to hold on to them yeah. to, to keep my heart beating and my lungs pumping and all this stuff, because I know I'm going to keep getting calories. Right. Yeah. So, you know, that is, um, that's one reason why somebody might lose a, lose weight on a reverse. And that might not happen the entire way through. Um, it, you might get to a point where you get closer to your maintenance calorie zone where that slows down. Um, the other reason might be because, you know, people were just inaccurately tracking before. And so yeah. they, they start losing some weight, but in reality, they're actually still in a deficit from where they were before, but that'll once again, catch up to, to somebody later on down the road. Yeah. Um, so I always, I always caution people going into it because undoubtedly, and once again, I've, I've showed it on my social media too, before those outliers, right? Mm -hmm. I'm also very, very clear to show people that don't lose weight on a reverse diet, but show the minimal weight gain that they do and point yeah. out how and why that happened and stuff too. And we're going to get into that in a minute, but, um, you, you want to go into it with the mindset of, okay, I'm doing this for my health first and foremost, this your, your health is in a bad place, whether or not you dieted successfully, or you're one of these yo-yo dieters, you can't stay on those low calories forever. You are not a robot. We're human beings. We need calories to run it. I, I like to, I like to refer, even if you're not a top level athlete, your body is a Ferrari. We, mm -hmm. we, as human beings, we are athletes, whether or not we compete or not, right. We need to be strong. We need to be agile. We need to have endurance. We need to have quickness. Um, we need to have overall stamina. Right. So yeah. those are characteristics of an athlete. So you want to treat your body like you're an athlete. All right. You want to train properly. You want to give yourself enough recovery and you want to fuel yourself properly. Like, would you go put regular unleaded gas into a Ferrari? I don't even no. put that in my car. I don't have a Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so we want to make sure that we're giving our Ferrari the most optimal chance to succeed. Right. So many times I see people trying to build muscle and they're under eating right? Because they yeah. want to hold on to these shreds and they want to hold on to this when really they're just stabbing themselves on the foot in the foot and never making any progress. But the reverse diet is essentially, like I said, it's adding calories back in. Now there's kind of two things we're looking for with a reverse diet. Number one, you definitely want to try to get up to a, and what I like to use is the Mueller equation. It's the most accurate, I guess, um, scientific equation that we have to try to find what your, your predicted maintenance calories should be. And it's because it, it takes into account your, your age, your gender, because there is differences between men and women and metabolic rate, yeah. um, your lean body mass, 
your fat mass, your waist circumference, and your activity factor. So there's a, there's a scale of about 1.37 up to, uh, what is it? 2.9, something like that. Those ranges I'm, I'm kind of, yeah. I can look on the tracker we have, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, it, it's basically the lower end means you're, you're very not active, you know, just sitting around most of the day. The top end is like, you're, you're a busy job, like maybe construction, nursing, yeah. something like you're on your feet all day. Plus you train really hard on top of that. So that's yeah. going to factor into your metabolic rate as well. Most people live in, in the middle range where they don't really have that, that active of a job, but they, they work out you know, four to five days a week. Right. So we look at all of that and we come up with a number where you should be, you know, a good estimate of, of where you should be. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's where your maintenance calories are going to fall in terms of your weight, not moving. All right. Because there's a lot of factors that come into play. If you're really low on calories, especially carbohydrates, as you start adding carbohydrates back in, you might see a little bit weight gain, a little bit more weight gain quicker because for every gram of carb you take in, your body holds about 2.7 grams of water. All right. Mm -hmm. So that's where a lot of low carb people think that like keto and all this stuff is some sort of magic because you're, you're yeah. that first good amount of weight you're taking off. is just water weight coming off. All right. Yeah. So you don't need to fear water weight. In fact, I actually tell people you want that as you're increasing on a reverse diet because it leads into a couple of reasons why we really need to do this on top of the metabolic rate. Number one, we want to make sure that we're getting up to that calorie range so that you can just feel healthy so that you can yeah. optimally live your life, you know, do your job, live your life. If you have families, you're not a walking zombie or a horrible emotional yeah. mess. Right. And have sex drive. Cause it's and a big sex drive, of course, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so we want to get up to that calorie range, whatever that might be as a minimum. Now yeah. I find with a lot of people, you know, cause maintenance calories is kind of a range. It could be yeah. 10, 10 or 15% in either direction based off of some of these other lifestyle factors. Right. Yeah. So we want to try to aim for that as a minimum. I find with a lot of people, we can actually get you up a little bit higher than that. Now we, we might put on a little bit more weight and, and I'm going to tell you why that's important here in a minute, but we're getting you up healthy to that point. That's, that's really important. Now, the reason we're going back to the campfire analogy, why I emphasized slowly putting calories back on is because we also want to give your body enough time not being in a deficit, right? Yeah. So we don't want to just get into this yo-yo dieting pattern, right? Where we throw calories at you for a little bit, and then you go right back into dieting. That's this vicious circle that we talked about a little bit at the beginning too. So we want to go slow. Most reverse diets for... Someone who just went through a long fat loss phase and, you know, doesn't have this yo-yo dieting history. Most times it's going to take about six months to a year. Um, a lot of factors are going to depend on that. The speed at which we're able to increase calories on the reverse diet, um, the willingness of the person to put on a little weight in order for it to, to happen. Um, and then of course, like everything, adherence and consistency. Yeah. Now for someone who's yo-yo dieted for years and maybe even decades, it's kind of hard to tell how long it's going to take. Um, it honestly might take a year or longer to do. And I know that frustrates a lot of people. And that's usually what turns people off from trying to reverse diet. 
right? Because mm-hmm. they're thinking short term. They're thinking, what do I want now? Not what I want, what I want long term. And so that's one of the things that I have a, a really big heart to heart discussion with, with most of my reverse dieting clients who the ones that are apprehensive about going yeah. into it. Right. I think that we've done a great job. Um, myself, some other, my colleagues, um, Dr. Campbell Lane, like all these got all these people over the years, I think we've done a, a really good job over the last three years of educating why it's important and, and kind of laying out the steps. But when it comes down to it, it's, it's really hard for someone to accept the fact that, Hey, maybe they got 30 pounds they want to lose, but they've been yo-yo dieting for a while and you're telling them they need to add calories in. So yeah. I get it. There, there's this emotional component to it and this mental component to it. So the process, and I'll get into more of the, the X's and O's of the process and stuff, but one of the things you want to focus on with a reverse diet is you, you got to take the physique out of it. Mm-hmm. All right. Now that does not mean that we want you to get fat and sloppy and put on a bunch of weight. That's not what that means whatsoever. But when you are so physique focused, it, it, we as humans have this amazing and detrimental ability to make ourselves believe anything. Right. Yeah. So we're going to get in our heads if we are just simply physique driven, because your physique is not going to improve on a reverse diet. Right. If you're coming from that shredded type, yeah. you know, body, it's just not, I'm not going to sit here and lie to anybody. I'm not going to try to sell you on something. It's not, you're not going to be as shredded as you were when you ended that fat loss phase. You are not supposed to be that shredded all the time. Yeah. Most of the time you see people on the internet that are shredded all year round and all this stuff. They're not. First of all, they take hundreds or thousands of photos when they are shredded and they use that all, all year round. So I still use my Tulum photos. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, but listen, but you, you do enter, you, you do show yourself also, like you use them strategically right? It's some of these people on on Instagram and these quote unquote influencers, which I hate that term that like their, their whole brand would be busted if you saw them as anything but ripped and shredded. And what that does for the average person is it gets in your head and it makes you think that's realistic. That is the, the, that is the pinnacle. That is where I need to be 24, seven, 365. And your body cannot sustain that long-term and it's not supposed to sustain that long-term. Of course, there's going to be outliers who can stay shredded all year round and they're healthy and they're fine. That's great. There's also people that have 50, 60 pounds of muscle more than me. And, you know, I could, I could be jealous of them too, right? Like there's always going to be somebody that is going to have something you want, but you've got to look at the the long-term picture and you have to understand that, especially with Instagram marketing and, and social media marketing, you know, some of those people, they're taking hundreds of thousands of photos and using them all year round. And it's giving that average person this unrealistic expectation. And what that does is stands in the way of your progress. It stands in the way of your health. It makes you continue to dig, dig, dig and drive yourself into the ground. When, you know, your main goal is to just really be athletic and healthy and look good and feel good but you never find yourself getting there because of these other outlier factors. So I tell people, forget about the physique. All right. Don't let that be your driving force. Of course, we want to take progress pictures. We don't want to get you out. of. We don't want to let you get out of hand. And that's where the slow comes in with adding the calories. 
but you want to focus on performance. When you can focus on your performance in the gym and the consistency and the adherence with fat and with calorie intake and water and all this stuff, then what you're going to put your body in a position to do is to heal and recover quicker and potentially put on more lean body tissue, more muscle. So that when you do get to a point where you're healthy enough to diet down again, all right, and you should not get in a cycle of like reversing for three or four months and then dieting for three or four months and doing it over and over. You need to give yourself an extended period of time to get healthy. You should significantly spend more time outside of a deficit than you should in a deficit. Mm -hmm. But when you give your body that time to get healthy and maybe put on a little bit of muscle, well, not only are you going to diet more efficiently the next go around, you're hopefully going to have a little bit different physique to show for it. Right. But that only happens when you're, when you're putting your energy and your focus into progressing, progressively overloading in the gym, working on your PRs, getting strength, building up that volume, building up your base and and your overall fitness level. So you want to go slow and you, you want to get to a certain calorie range. Those are kind of the two main things we're looking for with the reverse diet in order for it to be the most successful. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. I do want to acknowledge that was a lot of, of value that, that that was just dropped right here. You know, when you talked about the Instagram thing and, you know, obviously being in that world and kind of seeing what's around, like hey, some people on a little bit of hormones and some clan, like it does help. They, it does help to, to help keep them stay lean all year round. And so I obviously don't want people to be doing that. And the other part is, you know, reverse adding is such a powerful tool. Like um, you know, we're, we're two weeks into a reverse diet. We, we added like a 200 calories or so, maybe like slightly less than yeah. that. Yeah. I think that's about right. Cause we did a hundred the first week and then your body responded pretty well. And yeah, I didn't, I, cause I got off on such a, a long thing. I didn't really kind of go through the, the X's and O's and the steps of how I look to increase, but we can talk about that in a minute when you're done. Yeah. So I just wanted to say like, just with that slight increase, like slightly under 200 calories, massive difference in energy in the gym, in my sleep and like in my mood every day, just with like that 200 calorie. And so obviously it's just a start. We have like four or five more months to go, but, uh, yeah, I just wanted to, to point that out. Like two weeks in is a big difference in energy. Yeah. And it doesn't, it, it really doesn't take that much. Um, one of the things, you know, I, we just talked about, I bumped you up about hundred calories right off the bat. That's, that was based off of your situation where you were and, and what our goals are. Um, typically with most people, I'll give them about a, a yeah, I guess it really depends on where their calories are, but typically it's around situation a, dependent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say typically around a 10% calorie increase right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason is, is because we, we want you to, get to feeling better as soon as possible. All right. Um, without doing huge calorie increases and putting on a bunch of weight right away. Right. So we're trying to find that balance. Um, that's going to change depending on how resistant somebody is to the reverse diet. Cause I also want to set you up for success. Like yeah, I don't yeah. want to set you to a certain calorie goal, even though I know that's where we probably should be if you're not going to be able to hit that, or it's going to send you off a mental cliff. Yeah. Like I want, I want to kind of meet you a little bit more halfway and work you and, and hit these 
very, very achievable milestones and benchmarks so that we can build up your confidence along the way. But typically what I would do with people is a, a very conservative approach to a reverse diet would be about a 0.25% total body weight increase per week. Okay. If someone is falling at that or, or lower, meaning like maybe they didn't put on quite that much, or maybe they even lost some weight, which happens from time to time during the reverse diet, then that's kind of the benchmark I look to say, okay, we can try to bump up calories again. All right. So if someone's right at that threshold, then I'm probably only going to do about a 1% calorie increase. All right. So for example, if you, um, off the top of your head, I don't have your sheet on hand. Do you remember where your calories are right now? 2,300. Just put 2, it, it's like 2,300 something, but. Okay. So a 1%, um, 1% calorie increase would be 23 calories, right? It doesn't okay. seem like that much. All right. But you take, let's just say we do a 1% a quarter increase. banana, man. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but this is where I want people to start thinking long-term. All right. Because if we can start hitting this consistently, let's say we do, let's say you're hitting that, that top level that we of weight for yeah. a conservative reverse each week. Right. Okay. So worst case scenario, we're doing a, a 1% calorie increase per week using your numbers. That'd be about 23 calories a week. It doesn't sound like that much. We'll just round it to 25. Okay. You do that consistently over eight weeks. Well, in eight weeks, you're up 200 calories. Yeah. Right. But you're not up that much in weight. Right. Yeah. So we're taking it slow. Now, if you, if you, let's say even, you know, you're, you're a little bit less than that um, weight wise, and we do a 3% calorie increase. Well, right there, that's all right at about 70 calories. You do yeah. that times eight weeks, you're up 552 calories. Yeah. Right. In two months. So this is where playing the long game comes in handy, right? So these small little steps add up over time. And we want to go small and slow because I don't want to shock your system. I don't want to shock you into um, getting paranoid and anxious and, you know, resorting back to just going back to dieting. But we also need to respect your metabolism and your body. And we need to add these calories in. And that's where the time component of the reverse diet comes in. We have to have that long time in order to put on as minimal weight as possible. All right. And to get those calories built up. So the more consistent and adherent you can be to those calories, you know, the more data we can look at, the, the more variables we can see that are working or not working and make changes and keep you working towards it. But you know, I'll, I'll, with some clients and stuff, you know, it'll be a, maybe a 22, 25 calorie increase. And they're like, well, that's not much. I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's not much now, but let's talk in, you know, eight to 10 weeks and see where your calories are at and how you're feeling and where your weight is at that point, you know, cause we want to try to keep you within like, you know, an earshot of where, where you were when you start, but that does not mean we're not going to not gain weight. And yeah. I know I talked about that at the beginning and stuff and, and trying to explain to people that sometimes we have to give a little if we're going to ask a lot later on, mm -hmm. right? So here's an example, a kid, uh, a little kid, you know, toddler, little, little kid or whatever. Um, they don't always want to clean their room, right? They don't want to pick up their toys. They don't want to do this, right? But as parents and, and stuff like that, we say, okay, you know what? If you can do this right now, 
you can have that ice cream calories or we can go to or we can go to see that movie later right so like everything in life is about choices and Mm -hmm. it's about you know a give and take right we we go to work which listen frankly i'm sure 90 percent of the population doesn't enjoy what they do right Mm -hmm. but you make that sacrifice so that you can have money to do the things you want to do and live it's the same thing with the reverse diet like you're gonna have to give a little if you later on want to ask your body for that weight loss that you're going to try to go for, right. To get shredded again, to do whatever it is you want to do. Right. So every choice has a consequence and consequence isn't a a good or bad term. It's just a term. It can mean whatever you want it to mean based off the situation, but there's, there's consequences. What we want to do is make sure that we are getting the most ROI on our, you know, during this program and stuff. So I would rather go slower with somebody, drag it out a little bit, make sure that they don't pack on 20 or 30 pounds extra, but build their calories up so that they're in a better starting position when they want to do their next fat loss phase or whatever, whatever their goal is at that point. So, you know, for example, if someone comes to me, uh, we'll, we'll use a woman, for example, somebody comes to me at like, you know, they're, they're 160 pounds right? And their, their goal is 130 pounds. Well, they're, they're taking in 12 or 1300 calories right now. They're not seeing any weight loss. Well, okay. So obviously common. going, going lower, going lower is not going to help the issue if you're not already losing at 1300 calories. Right. Yeah. So what if maybe we put on five to seven pounds, but we get you up to around 1900 or 2000 calories now you're starting at a healthy place to where we have room to work down and you can take that weight off. All right. So I think one of the things that people get frustrated with, especially that have a lot of weight loss to lose, um, you know, with the reverse diet and this stuff is that they, they've already been very impatient, which is probably what's led them to unhealthy dietary habits to begin with, or dietary practices, meaning, you know, drastic cuts and then weight loss. And all that happens because when you drastically cut your hormones, your, your ghrelin and your leptin get all thrown out, out of whack. And that's what controls your hunger. And when that gets all out of whack, well, your body is just saying, Oh, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. And you eat, 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 and you binge and you put on all that weight. So I tell people, listen, what you've done isn't working, right? Let's take a different approach. We both want the same thing for you. We want you to get to your ultimate goal. The thing is, is that your route has gotten you where you're at now. My route might not get you to where you want to get to right now, but it's going to set you up to get there later on. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the thing that you have to really try to hammer in with people. And then, listen, one conversation is not going to do it. It's something that even with many yeah. exciting clients, I'm having all I'm having that conversation all the way through the program to, yeah. to be that support and that voice of reason, because inevitably it's going to be uncomfortable. Fat loss is uncomfortable at times, right? Like everything that we want to go through in life is uncomfortable. And when we get there and if we don't have that guidance, if we don't have that objective eye, someone to walk us through and keep us on, on track, then we're going to, we're going to allow ourselves to start thinking anything, talking ourselves into doing anything Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time with the reverse dieting clients, it's going to be like, oh, this isn't working. I need to slash calories. 
Well, yeah. you're, you're or I months. did 5,000 steps today. I'm just going to add 400 calories because I walked more. <laughs> it, yeah, that's another great point. And, and so that actually leads me into something I was going to bring up later, but it, that's a perfect segue is that as we're adding in the calories with most people that I find that are super low on calories coming out of dieting or yo-yo dieting, they're also doing a lot of cardio. Yeah. And we, we want to slowly bring that cardio down over the duration of the reverse dieting period for a couple of reasons. Number one, we don't want to just burn off all the extra calories that you're taking in or else it's not really going to help your metabolism all that much. Yeah. It, you know, taking in, burning off, it's kind of a wash, right? So we want to bring that down. The, the, the second point is, is that usually your cortisol levels are really, really high when you've been on chronically low calories, which is already a stressor to your body which is going to jack your cortisol levels up. Then you add another stressor, a lot of cardio, your, your body's just inundated with a bunch of, with a bunch of cortisol increase. And you know, that inhibits fat loss that promotes fat gain, uh, water retention, things like that. So we want to calm your body down. Your body at that point is in like such a sympathetic mode that we want to bring it down to a parasympathetic mode. Yeah. So that's one reason why we slowly want to bring cardio down over time. We don't want to slash it right away because that's a lot of energy expenditure that your body's used to. So if you slash it and you start adding these calories, you are going to put on weight quicker, but it's kind of like this. I know people can't see, but it's kind of like, you know, pushing the calories up and bringing the, the cardio down until we can find a nice happy medium. And, yeah. and I'm not one that likes to cut cardio out at all because um, I think it's very important. And I think it's very important for a reason that most people do not think of cardio for, and that is what it's actually used for heart health. I guarantee if you go talk to the majority of people and you ask what, what's cardio good for, they're going to say calorie burning and fat loss. Yeah, 100%. That's not what cardio is made for folks. It's hard that, that is a tool to help create more of a deficit, but we all need to be doing cardio for heart health. That is how our heart exercises. So we want to kind of come down over time. Um, you know, what is that final number going to look like for someone? It's going to depend on where they start from, you know, their lifestyle, their enjoyment, what type of activity they, they like to do. Not everybody is a five day a week weightlifter, right? Some people yeah. um, just really enjoy endurance sports more and that's fine. Uh, that doesn't mean you don't need to weight train, but we want to make sure that we find what's going to match and be sustainable for your life. The other reason we want to bring that cardio way down um, and it be at the lowest point we can be at, at the end of the reverse diet is because then when we start the fat loss phase, you're, it's kind of opposite, right? You're on as high a calories as possible and as low a cardio. And then we have a long way to come down in calories and go up in cardio to create more of that deficit again. So it's just this yeah. pendulum, you know, thing back and forth here. Um, and it's all about finding the right balance for the right person. So there is, there's base structures and procedures and, and all this stuff on how to go about a reverse diet. But a lot of it's going to come down to the individual and at what speed are we comfortable going at? Mm -hmm. How are their, how is their body responding? Is their body responding with maybe a little bit more weight gain quicker than what we expect? If so, we slow down the reverse diet. We hang out the same calorie range for, geez, I've had some people stay there for three or four weeks before we make another move. Right. Yeah. And the reason is, is because we want to do what's going to be best for your body in the long run and your health, because when you're healthy on the inside, 
the outside is going to follow. You're going to be able to do and transform your body however you want on the outside if you're healthy on the inside. Yeah, absolutely. And man, there's so many, there's so many questions I want to ask about. <laughs> um, so biggest thing I've seen so far with, with some of uh, our members and people in the reverse, I think we talked about this, like the, the emotional response to like, yeah. I'm going to add food and I'm not going to put on any fat. Right. And so like, like you mentioned, like uh, determination of a good coach is like, he'll meet you there. He's not going to be like, Hey, we need to do this because this is what we need to do. Like, where are you at where you don't feel like you're going to screw the whole thing up. Right. Um, it's as much of I a love- psychological approach as a, as a nutritional approach. Yeah. It's not just like the data is there, but it's not just data driven, right? It's, it's right. person, right? Behavior. Um, I love everything you shared and I always, that's kind of how I word things, but it's just like the very non-sexy approach. And that's what I'm all about. Yeah. But so everyone, there's probably people listening that are potentially a little bit, um, flustered, frustrated, or like, fuck, I know this is what I need to do, but I don't want to do it because they're yeah. stuck in that yo-yo cycle. And so I've, I've only been able to turn like out of hundreds of people, three people that I was like, you need to reverse diet first. The rest, they just didn't jump on the program, but I was like, you need to reverse diet first. And it's going to take you like six months before we can like even do anything. How do you, if we never have the opportunity to talk to everyone that's listening, what would you say to that person at like, needs to reverse diet because to me if you're yo-yo dieting you're going back and forth and you're eating 1200 calories and you want to lose 30 pounds and you tried for a long time like there's nothing else you can do besides reverse diet there's i don't think there's anything else that exists in the world there isn't um and listen and you know this just my coaching style i'm i'm very truthful and upfront and honest like i just tell i would just say how's it working for you now i mean not to be sarcastic, not to be a, you know, anything like, how is it working for you now? Are you, where do you, you want to get to? Do you see yourself getting to where you want to get to going the route that you're going now? Yeah. If they say no, okay, great. That's an, an acknowledgement. You understand that. What are you willing to, to sacrifice for your goal? And that answer right there is going to determine how important the goal really is for them. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I could flash my, my degree. I can flash my experience. I could flash, you know, the success I've had with people. None of that matters unless the person is willing to sacrifice for their own goal. It's not my goal, right? For you, it's not your goal as a coach. It's their goal. So I don't fight people on it. I lay out why they need to do it. I lay out the procedure. I lay out, you know, how I plan on helping to support them during the way. And I show them the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. If they don't want to see the bigger picture, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to waste more effort on them. And that doesn't mean I don't care. It's just that we're all adults. Yeah. When someone's not ready to like, when you're not not ready, ready. I mean, it's like an addict. It's like, Mm -hmm you know, somebody else that has an, another issue, right? Like they're not going to get help until they've hit a rock bottom point in their, in their life to get help. I mean, you can't force an adult to do something. Um, my, my whole goal for coaching and what I got into coaching was to, to, 
I wanted to show people that there is a better approach to what we've known dieting wise, health wise, training wise, what we've known the entire time of history up until now. I, I want to show them that there's a better approach. That's why I went into the medical field in the army. I was a combat medic in the army. I was a trainer before that. That's why when I came out, I used my GI bill to go back to one of the top, I would say top three um, physique enhancement, nutrition, master's programs in the country and study under some of the greatest professors and, and researchers in the, in the industry, Dr. Bill Campbell, uh, Dr. Sam Buckner, many others at USF. There's a reason why I did that. There's a reason why I devoted my time to doing that. And it's not to sit here and blow smoke up your ass and tell you, oh, you just need to add calories, right? It's, yeah. it's because we've studied this. We, we have research. We understand metabolism. Um, you know, your local dude at the gym who's just probably way more jacked than me and probably way more jacked than I ever will be uh, will tell you, oh, you just got to keep dieting. You just got to keep dieting or you got to just keep looking heavy or all this stuff. Okay, go ahead and listen to him. Well, you know. Go ahead and listen to them and see where that gets you. And that's not bragging on my skills. That's just, that's just highlighting the fact that those of us, and listen, I'm not saying you have to go to college or whatever, but those of us who invest in our further education of this, mm -hmm. right? Don't push us to the side. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't spend all that money or we didn't spend all that time to blow smoke up your ass. Like, I want to mm -hmm. help you, right? But you want to, you got to be able to help yourself. You got to, you got to be able to put yourself in an uncomfortable position for a while. And we do, we've done that all through our life to get to this point, right? Every time, you know, how many times I tell people, listen, mo a lot of people didn't like high school, right? It was uncomfortable for them. It was a bad experience, right? But they liked college and they liked their life now. Well, you had to get past that uncomfortable time. You had to get past that horrible time to get to where you want to get to now. So it's, it's getting people to try to see the bigger picture and, and being as truthful and honest along the way about the process. That's why I tell people, listen, do not expect to lose weight. I'm not going to sell you on this as a weight loss program. I'm not going to sell you on that. I'm going to sell you on this is the goal. This is the path to a future weight loss program. Yeah. But I'm not going to say that you're not going to gain weight. You're going to gain weight. Doesn't mean it's all body fat, right? Doesn't mean that your body doesn't need to gain some weight. Um, I'm going to tell people focus on your performance so that you can build new muscle tissue so that when you do diet down, you're more efficient at dieting, you have a better physique for it. I'm going to tell people, Hey, this is a, this is a, um, a phase that we can start trying to improve our relationship with food. Mm -hmm. Most people have bad relationship with food that are coming out of yo-yo dieting or extremely low calorie stuff. This is a phase where, Hey, you know, all that restriction you did and you couldn't go out with family. You couldn't go to holiday parties. You couldn't do any of this birthdays, date nights, whatever you get back into that. You learn how to live life again during this phase. So I, I try to highlight as many things as possible. Good while mm -hmm. being truthful about what they can expect along the way. And then you know, I, I, I think for me, that's been a good tool to try to help gain people's trust because yeah. I'm not selling them on some bullshit, basically. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not selling them on me being some sort of guru. I tell people I take science. I, you know, I've done research. I've been on four different research, um, uh, research studies. Um, I, take, I take science, but I take you and I mesh you together. 
-hmm. Not everything in science is going to work for you, right? So we try to find that middle ground. But I can tell you that there is only one way to correct this problem that you have that we know of today. And I, yeah. I really highlight that because as a exercise scientist, you have to be honest with people and realize that data can change over time, right? Yeah. But what we know and what I implement with my clients and what I know many of my other colleagues that I graduated with and you know have known in this industry do is that we present to you the best knowledge that we have at this time about dieting, about nutrition, about your metabolism, about training protocols. And we implement that to you in the safest, most efficient way possible. And, and I just leave it at that. Um, I think definitely over the years, it's helped seeing and me explaining on my social media, the process, even the people that have gained weight, I explain to them what and why this is okay. And, and show at the end of, you know, I just got done with a client who we're in a, I think week three of her fat loss phase, but she spent 41 weeks reverse dieting with me. I was almost, yeah, it's like uh, 11 months ish. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. 10 to 11 months. But this, this other lady, I mean, she, she started at 1300 calories mm -hmm. and, and 41 weeks later, she's up to over 24, almost 2,500 calories at the end of her reverse diet. She's up five point, she was up 5.3 or 5.6 pounds. Over 41 weeks yeah. and 1,100 calories plus a day. Yeah. And that's, and, and listen, her, it's not body fat. It was water. Her carbohydrates were like around a hundred and like low one hundreds. And she's up at like high two fifties, two sixties, something like that at that time. So there is a, there is a process to do this efficiently. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not saying that that's all you're going to gain. Some people might not gain that much. Some people might lose. Some people might gain a little bit more. The point is, is that we listen to your body and we take the data and we put you in the best position moving forward. And that's what I just try to present to people when, when they're hesitant and, um, you know, let them know like, Hey, there's as much of a psychological component to this coaching as, as well as just giving you numbers, right? Like I'm here, I'm here to walk you through this. I'm here to explain to you what's going on with your body so that you can feel like you're a little bit more in, I don't want to say in control, but you, you know, when we understand the process better, we buy into it better. Yeah. Right. And, and so you know, success over the years, I think has kind of helped to more people that come to me buying into it and trying it. I'm not going to say that everybody follows through with it. I mean, I have a lot of people that think that they're ready for it and then they get into it and they fall off. And that's just the nature of, of coaching and nature yeah. of working with people. But I can tell you, I have far more successes than yeah. failures. And I'm very, very happy and proud of that, but not because of me, but because of people taking their own health into their hands and educating themselves and, and reading my social media, reading other people's social media that are not just trying to sell them some sort of bullshit, like that mm -hmm. are actually trying to help them. So I give all the credit to the people over the last few years that have really, really learned to self-educate and to expand their thought process as to what they thought might work. Right. And that's yeah. why they're a little bit more they buy in a little bit more at the beginning um, than they did maybe three years ago. So, yeah, you made me think of analogy for reverse dieting. Like if you're someone that's been under eating, yo-yo dieting and doing all that fun stuff, it's kind of like you're, you put yourself like 50 K in debt, 
Like you, you kind of yeah. have to pay it back, right? You got to make your monthly payments. There's no other way around it than to like pay for it over time. Yep. And so, you know, some people accumulate, accumulated 5k, 50, some a hundred, cause they've been doing it yo-yo for 20 years. Yep. And so like I said, those people's reverse is like, like a, a different ball game. I, I like that analogy. And there's not going to be any student loan debt forgiveness on this one. Nah, you can't uh, win the lottery. There's thought- nothing. There's no magic <laughs> Bitcoin increase where you get all your money you know i wasn't i wasn't really thinking about this but it kind of just naturally came up when i was talking there that i think it's really important to highlight forget about the calories and, and all that stuff right just the fact that i've noticed so much of being in this business and coaching for over five years online now um a lot of people have a lot of bad relationships with food. Yeah. And, you know, I, I had my own history with it. I wrote, I wrote a damn book about it during COVID, you know, and um, very upfront and honest about that. And I'm also very upfront and honest about what it took for me to recover from that. And that is therapy. That is a change of perspective. And that is learning how the body operates and, and, and what is actually healthy. But I think one of the biggest, biggest things that people undervalue for a reverse diet is just learning how to regain a healthy relationship with food and with your body again. And that's not going to happen right away for everybody. Um, But you're definitely going to put yourself in a position to learn how to do that if you go through a reverse diet. And to me, that that's so invaluable because that's going to carry over with you through the rest of your life. Yeah. Right. Next time you diet down, you've got new tools. You think about food different. You think about exercise different. It's not all about driving yourself into the ground. It's about fueling your Ferrari. Right. Yeah. It's about keeping you healthy along the way so that you your body doesn't break down quick. Everybody's body at some point, I don't care how healthy you are and all that stuff. If you diet long enough, you're going to run into metabolic adaptation. That's a yeah. natural human phenomenon. What we want to do is we don't want to we don't want to tear you into the ground doing it right you want to you want to have these tools you want to have a healthier foundation to start from and you want to learn how you can treat your body with respect along the way no matter what phase it is you're in fat loss reverse dieting building phase prep you know whatever it is there's just smarter ways to go about your nutritional goals Mm -hmm. probably what you've you've grown up knowing yeah definitely and I just want to, cause I know you have to, to go soon. I want to bring up that last point, which again, may open up a whole new can of things, but um, oh, do another podcast. I'm, I'm cool with it. Absolutely. So, you know, obviously you know who Jim Carrey is. He says, I wish everyone could be rich and famous so that they could understand that it's nothing. Right. And so like, I would love for everyone to kind of be ripped and lean once in their life, like just be shredded and muscular to realize that like, eh, like there's nothing special about it. Like, yeah. if we look at my photos from Tulum and this cut, I ended at 11% body fat. I was like, I'm good. <laughs> I do not need to be shredded and lose my sex drive and not have energy again. I'm like, I'm right. good here. You were, you, you finished at an athletic, healthy point, yeah. right? But the tooling, that was, that was a whole different goal. And I think it's yeah. important to point out, I don't mean to treasure you off. It's okay to want to get that ripped at some point. It, it, it's yeah. totally okay. Don't, don't think because what we're saying are all like, 
oh, you're a bad person if you want to get like that. You should experience well, it for sure. You should. And, and I think it's okay to have that goal. What, what I'm trying to say, and I think what you're trying to say too, is that like, that can't be the end goal, right? That, yeah. that can't be where you live forever. You have to have a plan. What I like to tell about reverse diet, people that go into fat loss phase, we talk about right off the bat, okay, we're also going to talk about your reverse dieting phase coming out of it because you have to have a plan to come out of it, right? Yeah. If you don't, that's where you start getting into trouble, which is continuing to dig and dig and dig because you're fearful of not knowing what's coming next and how you're going to get out of it. So it's okay if you want to try to compete. I mean, I, I'm a prep coach. I, I coach competitors, right? Like bodybuilding is great. Physique sports are great. Photo shoots are great. All this stuff is fine. You're not a bad person. I just want you to be healthy along the way and have a plan to come out of it afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. We definitely need to do another podcast. I like psychology of transformation or something like that. Oh, <laughs> that that's, good oh I love that topic, man. I'm all down for that. So yeah. We'll, we'll book another one. Well, yeah, David, I would say a massive thank you uh, for taking the time to jump on the podcast, man. Go spend yeah. some some time with your, your family. And uh, yeah, I unfortunately, I'm playing single dad this week. My wife's in a work conference and uh, we only have our our help here for a little bit longer. So, um, man, I'll come on anytime. You let me know the topic and the time. I'm always there for you. I, I love our conversations. And what I love about you most, first of all, as a client, is that you're one of the more dedicated, more consistent, adherent clients that I've ever worked with. You're great. You're spot on. Part of that is because you are a coach yourself, right? Like you, yeah. you know it, but it's just your personality and you, you want to learn, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're a successful coach too. You bring on other successful people to learn from. And I, I dig that type of interaction back and forth. It, it, it's what I feed on. It, I love it. So any topic, anytime, man, I'm always here for you. All right. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. Um, and yeah, I'll be, I'll be in touch with you. Awesome, dude. All right. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode and would like to support, please share it with others that would benefit from it. Share it on social media and be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at Maxim underscore official and on YouTube at FitVegan. The links will also be in the show notes. I'll see you in the next episode.